Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for a new episode of TMG. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something then tell me something good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of PMG. Uh, That's Tell Me Something Good. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Hey, guys, real quick, you know how we do it. Don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. And as always, I'd like to kick this show off by giving a huge shout out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, my lovely wife, Nicole. Hey, girl, that's your shout out. I know you're watching. I know you're listening. And listen, if it's 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Mountain, everyone knows PMG is streaming. I'm so glad everyone is excited to join me today. Listen, I have been saying this for three years, and and I'm never going to get tired of saying this. Uh, This show has really taken off, and it's being heard in places all around the globe. Australia's tuning in. Trinidad is listening. New Zealand, Canada, right now in the Philippines and China. They're listening to TMG, guys. And I've done this all because of you, uh, those who have been tuning in and joining in each week. Uh, let me take the time to tell you thank you so much for doing so. I appreciate that. And you say, well, Travis, I've never heard of the show. This is my very first time tuning in. Uh, accidentally, I found that while looking for something else. Well, you know what? You're here now. You may as well stay. I'm glad you're tuning in, whether it was by accident or on purpose. I'm so, so glad that you decided to join the show today. You won't regret it. Guys, uh, everyone knows that this show is all about finding moments of inspiration uh, with everyday people uh, like you and me, like us, everyday kind of folks. And so if you have an inspiring story 
and you would like to share with our audience, you would like to share with our audience, and you would like to come on the show and be a very special guest on the show, do me a favor, drop me an email. It's right there on your screen. That's something 21 at gmail.com. Uh, and let me just spell it out for those who may be listening and didn't catch the video of this. It's T-E-L-L-M-E-S-U-M-T-H-I-N 21 at gmail.com. Guys, uh, I'm excited to be here today. Uh, I always am. And I know you say that, Travis, you're always excited. Is there time you're not? Yeah, there's a lot. Sometimes I'm not excited as much, but I try to get big up there. My wife says I wake up on 10 for some reason. But here we go. I love it. Guys, I'm so glad you'll be here today. Today's topic, if you did not catch it, uh, and before I give you today's topic, guys, uh, I want to say something. Right, right before the show came on, uh, my wife does a really good job of making sure I snack really well. I love snacks. So, Right before the show came on, I was eating one of my favorite snacks, uh, some Mike and Ike's, right? Uh, uh, what are some of your favorite snacks or candies that you like to eat? Go ahead and put it in chat. Let, let everybody know that you like to snack just as much as I do. <laughs> put it in chat. What are some of your favorite snacks that you like to have at your desk or, or around the house or in the car? What are some of your favorite snacks? What 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 is that? What? What? Who? What? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, guys, today's topic. If you did not catch it earlier, today's topic, guys, is come out with your hands up. Yeah, today's topic is come out with your hands up. And I know some of you right now are wondering what in the world am I thinking about? Where am I going with this? What is he what's on his mind? You know, uh, guys, I'm going to tell you in just a minute. I was thinking about this topic. Um, I think I was watching a television show. It had to be a movie. I, I can't remember what it was. Or maybe it was an old show I had watched previously. But these words came to my mind. They kind of stuck out with me. And when they stuck out to me, they made me begin to think of some different things. And, and I, I looked at that situation, how, you know, and, and when you think about those words, come out with your hands up everyone and, and 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 if you name any television or movie police drama and chances are we've heard the on-screen police yell the words drop your weapon and come out with your hands up yeah we've I've heard that before we've heard the on-screen police scream drop your weapon and come out with your hands up. And I began to think about those words and I thought about the emotions that are attached to the words and the emotions that are attached to the situation uh, surrounding that because that's a pretty emotional situation. When it's a situation where you have to have someone say, drop your weapon and come out with your hands up, that's kind of an emotional situation. And I thought about the emotions that are attached to that. And I thought about it. And I said, the, 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 the individuals that are saying that aren't just 
telling them to drop whatever they may be holding, whether it's a, a, a physical weapon. They said, hey, look, whatever weapon's going on with you, drop it. Come out with your hands up. And 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 I thought about that, right? And what it can the world can that kind of mean? And a lot of us kind of understand what that means. That it means, hey, look, the jig is up. It means time, it's time to give up. So whenever we see that or we heard that, we also kind of equate that. That means, hey, look, man, it's up at this point. Just go ahead and give up. Come out with your hands up. Uh, it means so, but before, but before the giving up takes place, right? They say, drop your weapon and come out with your hands up. So before the giving up takes place, they always expect the person on the other side to drop their weapon. Yeah, and get about it. It's an emotional situation here. It's an emotional situation. And they yell out, drop your weapon, come out with your hands up. And the expectation is, yeah, you're going to give up. But before the giving up takes place, they always expect the person on the other side to drop their weapon. Let me kind of give you a quick definition of, 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 of the word weapon, a, a kind of a quick definition of the word definition. Now, it's not just one definition. So this is the definition that we're going to work with. Okay. A definition for the word weapon. Uh, a weapon is means is a means of gaining an advantage. It's a means of gaining an advantage or defending oneself in a conflict or contest. So a weapon is a means of gaining an advantage or defending oneself in a conflict or contest. Uh, uh, for example. If you are in school and the professor or the teacher or the instructor threatens to fail everyone, if an assignment is not completed on time, they're trying to gain an advantage of the situation. So they're threatening failure if you don't do it. Or if, or let's say, if you have an employer that threatens layoffs, right? If the employer keeps saying, hey, we're going to lay everybody off if this isn't done. We're going to just lay everybody off if that isn't done. So they're using threats as a, a, as kind of a weapon. They're weaponizing threats. Or if an employer says it, so it's a means of gaining the upper hand. Anything can so anything can be used as a weapon. Words can be used as a weapon or uh, threats can be used as weapons or a means to get an upper hand or an advantage of something or someone so when people start threatening you they're using it as a weapon if you don't do this then i'm going to do that so they begin to use their words as weapons yeah i had a teacher uh, uh, once I remember uh, I, I was in high school and they would always say, hey, look, if this 
happens again, and I'm going to, they would always use the, the weapon of threat, and they will always weaponize a threat of failure. Or I will fail you in this, or I fail the class if this happens. And they'll always weaponize it. Anything can be used as a weapon. Words can be used as weapons. Ideas can be used as weapons. You know, anything can be used with, as a weapon. And with that being said, emotions and situations can also become weaponized. Yeah, emotions and situations can also become weapons. And, and, and so what I began to understand is we must be careful not to allow the negative experiences that we've had in our lives to be turned into something that can be used to harm ourselves or others. You know what I'm talking about. Those situations we really don't like to talk about, but we've experienced those things that we really don't want to tell anybody else about, but we've experienced those things that lodge and sit and live free rent in the rooms, in the back rooms of our head, and we don't really want to tell anybody. And we have to be careful that we're not allowing the negative experiences and negative emotions that we've had to become weaponized and weapons that we use to harm ourselves or others. And when I say use to harm ourselves, I'm talking about how we can take a negative experience and someone can say something like, I don't like what you did. And we can take that personally, so personally, that we take that and it devalues, we begin to devalue ourselves. We begin to tell ourselves because they didn't like what we did, then we're not good enough. Because they didn't like the homework I turned in, then I'm not good enough. Just because you got a bad grade on something in class, or just because a supervisor or a boss didn't like the work that was done, has nothing to do with your value about who you are. And we begin to harm ourselves the negative self-talk over a negative experience. So if we walk away from the opportunity to turn over or surrender these experiences, these negative experiences, they can become weapons that we will. Yeah, we'll just swing it around and we'll swing it back and forth. We'll tell ourselves We'll wake up one morning and we'll tell ourselves we're not good enough. In the middle of the afternoon, we'll tell ourselves we're not smart enough. And the night before we go to bed, we'll tell ourselves we'll begin to think about all the things we should have done and could have done. And we'll begin to look at our lives and say, well, if we had done this better, if we had said that differently, and we begin to weaponize our emotions and weaponize our situations and weaponize our experiences. So if we walk away from the opportunity 
to turn over or surrender these negative experiences, they can become weapons that we wield. And if we don't learn to turn over, and I'm going to catch it with this one, and if we don't learn to turn over the bitterness and the anger that someone or something may have caused us, we have the tendency to weaponize it against the next person we encounter, or we will weaponize it against the next situation that arises. And I know, I know, there's some people out there that we think are so sweet, and we think they're so kind, but baby, you put them in the right situation, you push the right button, you push the right button on the wrong situation, and the real them will come out. And we begin to weaponize the things that we've experienced, and we begin to weaponize our emotions, our negative emotions, to the things that have impacted us. If we don't learn to turn over the bitterness and the anger that someone, I say turn over, it's kind of like how when the when, when you look at these cop shows and they tell the person to turn over their weapon, it's kind of the same way. We have to be willing to turn over bitterness and turn over anger for something different. So we begin to weaponize these things and we have the tendency to weaponize it against the next person we encounter or we weaponize against the next situation that arises. And that next individual may never understand why we are so angry or why we are so bitter. It's because we have been walking around with a loaded gun waiting to shoot it, it off. Have you ever, have you ever been feeling, and I want to say this, have you ever been feeling some kind of way about something or about a person or about thing? Have you, and, and, and let's get some, some real honest folks out here, you know, who's listening, who's watching. Have you ever been feeling some kind of way about someone or something. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about. We're feeling some kind of way about someone or something. And or maybe we were angry or maybe we were upset and and we carried around our disappointment about something that happened. And I want you to hang your hat on that point right there. We begin to carry around our disappointment about something that happened or something someone said to us. And the thought gun goes through our minds. We're feeling some kind of way, right? And the thought goes through our head. The next person that does this to me or the next person that says that to me, I'm going to let them know exactly how I feel. We're, we're walking around with a loaded gun because we're walking around carrying our disappointment. And the next person that says this or, or does that, oh, they're going to get it. They're going to catch the 
I know there are a few honest people out there can agree with me that I have, I have been like this. I have had situations where I felt some kind of way. And I said, well, the next time somebody says something to me, you're going to catch all this smoke. Oh, oh, you're going to get double barrel. Yeah, you got to catch, you got to catch double. So that thought kind of goes through our mind that the, and the next person that does this or does that to me, they're going to see exactly how I feel. Is there anybody out there that's honest enough to admit, yep, I've been there. I've done that. That's been me. <laughs> and so, and so the next person, keep listening. I uh, thank you, everybody, for that's coming in. You're not late. Come on in. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining and streaming the show today. So glad you're tuning in to TMG. Tell me something good. So, guys, we're talking about today's topic, man. Talking about today's topic. Come out with your hands up. And so, the next person, the next person is catching all that smoke from the previous individual. Our next employer catches all that smoke from our past employer. And all they did was ask us to complete an assignment on time. And now we begin to think they are the worst employer in the world. We begin to think they have it out for us. They just out to get me. I don't know. Now, before this, you had no problem. But because there was something that came up, we walked around carrying our disappointment. We did not disarm ourselves. So because of that, now we think they got it in for us. All because we've been walking around with a loaded gun. And I'm not talking about a physical gun. I'm talking about an emotional gun, an emotional ready to shoot at anything I, I wish you would say something i was i've been waiting and you know how it is sometimes there are some people we actually hope they say something to us because we've been waiting to go off on some individuals ever since we met them we've been waiting to pop off on some folks you we just needed a right opportunity and it seemed like they never would give you opportunity to say how you felt and when that moment finally came up, I'm going to tell, I'm going to find that person and tell them just how I feel. So we got people catching all this smoke because we've been walking around with a loaded gun. And instead of taking some proper steps to move past an issue, Instead of taking some proper steps to move past an issue, instead, we arm ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We end up arming ourselves. So instead of maybe seeking some counseling or talking to a mentor or, or talking to your pastor or, or talking to a leader or talking it out or well, whatever it is, instead of seeking some better assistance, to move past it, we fool ourselves, we trick ourselves, and we take up arms. We arm 
ourselves. In other words, we prepare to fight. We get ready to tell. And 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 and, and I know, I know, I know, guys. I know, I know. Listen, I know it's not a popular thing, but it's true. We do that as humans. This is what we do. This is what we do. And when we consider, and when we consider the idea of weaponizing our emotions, what usually happens is we like to find those who feel the same way we do. You know what I'm talking about. You know it. If, if we upset about something, if we upset with a person, we want everybody we come in contact with to be upset with them also. We want them to feel it like we feel it. If we don't like it, we want them to not like it. If we ticked off about it, we want them to be ticked off about it. So we, we try to find those who feel the same way we do. And you, and you know why? Because, and you know why? Let me, let me tell you why. Because emotions are heightened when a group is feeling the same feeling. Yeah, yeah. Emotions are heightened when a group is feeling the same feeling. So if the leader of the group is fomenting anger or the leader of the group is encouraging love, health, and healing, you can see the power of numbers work. Yeah. So if 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 the leader, if one person in the group is excited and happy, then that feeling will grow and bleed onto everybody else. But if that other person is angry and thinking negative things, you want everybody else to feel the same way. Think about a football game. Think about a baseball game. If if it's the home game, if it's the home team, and that crowd is cheering, when that crowd starts cheering and excited. Everybody shares in that same emotion, and everybody begins to cheer. If everybody begins to boo, everybody's going to feel that, and everybody's going to start to boo. Because emotions are heightened when a group is feeling the same feeling. So if the leader of the group is, is fomenting anger, or the leader of the group is encouraging love and health and healing, you can see how the power of numbers works. And when we find them, yeah, when we find someone who's willing to feel what we feel, the way we feel it, when we find someone who's willing to buy in to what's going on, when we find someone like that, we want to make sure not only do they feel what we feel, we want them to act out how we feel. Yeah, let me say that part again. When we find someone who does, when we find them, we want them to act out how we feel, and we end up turning that person against the other person. They may not have had a problem with that person at first, but we begin to turn that person against the other person, against someone else. They become turned into people who are willing to confront what we want. Yeah, think about that. We, we want them. With everything you have on your plate, 
earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. To confront what we won't confront. So we have created our very own assassins. Yeah, yeah. And that's what an assassin is. Think about it. And that's what an assassin is. There's people who are willing to confront what we are unwilling to. People who are willing to confront what we want. We enlist hired guns. I've been there, man. Done it. I've done it. I've done it. We, we, we're emotional about situations, but find any way possible to avoid confrontation. And, and guys, let me help you out. Okay, let, let me put this to bed. If truth be told, if truth be told, some confrontations can't be avoided. Yeah, some confrontations can't be avoided. It's impossible to achieve what we hope without some confrontation. As a matter of fact, the reason it is called hope is because some level of confrontation already exists. The reason it's called hope is because we're hoping against something. We're hoping in spite of something. So the reason it's called hope is because some level of confrontation is already in our way. It's already standing against us. So there's something, some confrontation can't be avoided. The th some of the things that we're hoping for will not be achieved without some confrontation. Listen, many of the laws that we have in this country and around the world exist because there was some confrontation. Yeah. I want you to think about that for a minute. Many of the laws that exist in this country and around the world exist because some of us of some confrontation. Listen, it really wasn't. It wasn't until the 19th Amendment was added to the Constitution that women gained the right to vote, uh, or they were given the right to exercise their right to vote. They didn't get the right to vote just because they wanted it. They didn't get the right to vote because of their hair, because of what side of town they grew up on. As a matter of fact, it was every physical characteristic about them that denied them the right to vote. They did not get the right to vote until some confrontation took place. Think about that. They didn't get the right to vote because there had to be some confrontation. They couldn't just hope it and thought it would happen. They couldn't just wish it and thought it would happen. There had 
to be some confrontation to take place in order for it to happen. So they did not get the right to vote until some confrontation took place, until they stood up and stood out. So it took some confrontation to allow them to exercise a right that was already there. Yeah, to exercise a right that was already there. In other words, guys, what I'm saying is this. In other words, everything about you. So it was, listen, it was, listen, they wanted the right, they wanted to, women wanted to be able to exercise a right that was already there. It's not like they were being denied to vote because they were unintelligent. They were being denied to vote simply because they were born a woman. Simply because they were born a woman. Because the physical attributes about them denied them the right to vote. What I'm saying, guys, is this. In other words, everything about you is the reason you can't quit. Everything about you is the reason you can't give in so easily just because there is some confrontation. All of the lies that have been told on you and all of the hell that you have already survived, these are some reasons you can't quit because there's some confrontation. We've already been through too much to quit now. You've already been through the pandemic to quit now just because there's confrontation in family, just because there's confrontation on your job, just because there's confrontation in your mind. You've been through too much to quit too easily at this point. Just because there's some confrontation. Yeah, yeah. Don't let some confrontation fray you, scare you, stop you, make you throw in the towel. If you do anything with that towel, wipe your head, wipe your sweat, and keep on moving, baby. So, so, so women weren't denied the right to vote because they were they weren't intelligent. They were denied the right to vote simply because they were born a woman. Because they were born different. Yeah, they, they, they were born different because they were being denied a right that was already there because they were born different, not, not, not because one person's hair was longer than the other person's hair, not because one person's hair may have been darker than the other person's hair. They were being denied because simply because they were born a woman, because they were born different. And here's what's crazy. Here's the irony of this. Here's the irony. And, and the irony of all this is it took a man to help get them here. But it was the voice of a man that kept telling them no. Yeah, it, it took a man to help get them here. But it was the voice of a man that kept telling them no. So what played a part, oh, you 
know what I'm talking about. Now, I know this is 2023. And, 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 and children are born uh, a different way through artificial insemination and a lot of different ways. But it takes something from a man and it takes something from a woman. So it took a man to help get them here. Right? It took something from a man, something from a mother. No matter how it's done, whether it's artificial insemination, it's a matter whether it's grown in the lab or what. It took something from a man and something from a woman to get them here. So the irony of all this is it took a man to help get them here, but it was the voice, also the voice of a man that kept telling them no. So what played a part in bringing them into this world is the same thing that played a part in denying them once they got here. How ironic is that? How ironic is that, right? And, and let me go ahead and, and say this real quick before we get out there. And before we hate on any other gender, before we hate on another gender, it wasn't the men that denied them their right to vote. What do you mean, Travis? You just said men told them no. It wasn't the men that told them no. Now, man, listen. You got me scratching my head. You're talking in circles. You just told me it was the men that told them no. Now you're telling me it wasn't the men that denied their right to vote. Watch this. So before we begin to hate on a gender, it wasn't the men that denied them their right to vote. The men were simply the enforcers. The real enemy was the commonality. The real enemy, it was the accepted norm of society. The real enemy was what we called normal. Yeah, their true battle was not with another gender. It was with what people called normal. For thousands of years, people suffered because of normal. People were held back because of normal. Nations were weakened because of normal. And the fact of the matter is, they got tired, uh, they got tired of normal. Listen, let me ask this question. Is there anyone listening that is tired and fed up with normal? Normal held so many people back. Normal helped weaken nations and weaken countries and weaken people. Listen, you weren't made to be normal. Nothing about you is normal. That's why you can't fit in with the crowd. That's why you will always be a misfit. That's why you'll always fit like nobody else. Because you were never designed to be normal. You were never designed to fit in like somebody else. Is there somebody that's listening that says I'm tired and fed up with normal? Their enemy wasn't another gender. Their enemy was normal. So the same individuals that helped to bring them here are some of the same individuals 
they had to confront. Some of the same individuals that helped bring them here are some of the same individuals they had to confront. They had to confront fathers and grandfathers, mothers and grandmothers. So my question is, so it brought a question to my mind. How do you confront what, listen, what got you here? How do you confront what got you here? And the way we do that, and I began to think about how we do that, the way we do that is we have to begin to change the way we see confrontation. We have to change how we see confrontation. For the most part, we see confrontations largely as arguing and fighting. This is not always the case when involving confrontation. This is not always the case when it comes to confrontation. A lot of that, that arguing and fighting and confrontation, a lot of that is not confrontation. A lot of that is just disappointment wrapped up in emotions. Yeah, a lot of that is just disappointment, our disappointment wrapped up in emotions. So how can we confront what brought us here? Couple topics, couple things, couple three points, three points. Don't make it personal. Yeah, number one, don't make it personal. That's number one. Let them know this has nothing to do with them as an individual, and it has nothing to do with their value to you. If you love them then, before you confronted them, love them after you confront them. If you thought they were the stars in the moons before you confront them, they're still the stars in the moon to you after you confront them. If you thought they were a wonderful person before you confront them, still think they're a wonderful person after you have to confront them. So don't make it personal. Number two, clearly explain that it is about the perspective and ideals and not the person. Baby, it ain't got nothing to do with you. It's not about you. It's about the perspective. It's about the ideals. And number three, put yourself in their shoes. Try to understand their perspective because our first, believe it or not, guys, our first confrontation will always be with ourselves. Yeah, we have to confront every negative thought we had about ourselves. We have to confront every unhealthy thought about someone who doesn't sound like us or look like us or may have a different accent than us, whose parents don't look like ours do. Before we try to confront the next person, we must first confront the man in the mirror. I know, man, it's tough. I know. But we want to drop our weapons and come out with our hands up. And so, and so, guys, listen, I talked earlier and I said, kind of hang your hat on disappointment because we hang, we walk around with disappointment. We do, we do. We walk around with our disappointments. And so we walk around carrying our disappointments because our disappointments 
is our ammunition. Yeah, that's what we load into every situation. That's what we load into every emotion. That's what we load into every every event. Everything that comes up is our disappointment is loaded into it. If if a, something comes up on our job and we were disappointed in our job, we will load that previous disappointment into that moment. Yeah, yeah. So our disappointment our ammunition and we become listen we become angry because we're disappointed we become jealous because we're disappointed disappointment is the ammunition we carry around whenever we want to retaliate against someone and since we may not be able to retaliate against the person who disappointed us we prepare ourselves for the next person who comes along. Yeah, disappointments cannot occur when, listen, disappointments occur when expectations aren't met. The higher the expectation, the greater the disappointment. And listen, don't think you're going to get out of it by saying, I'm just going to lower my expectations. Listen, we can't avoid it by lowering our expectations. Because whenever we lower our expectations, we also lower our experience. So, so maybe, maybe what we're really talking about, what we're really talking about, it, what we're really not, maybe we're really not talking about uh, anger and, and emotions. Maybe we're really not talking about anger and emotions. Maybe we're not really discussing what upset us and how to handle anger. Maybe. We're really, we really should be talking about is how to navigate our disappointment because some of our decisions are made through the lens of disappointment. There are some people, and I know you're going to be honest with this one, be honest. There are some people we only met because somebody else disappointed us. Now, I know we like to think that we caught them because we looked so good and because we had a smooth rap. But truth be told, it was you, we weren't the first choice. Somebody else disappointed them and we came in and filled the void. And I'm not, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. There are some friends that we would have never been friends with. But because the people we wanted to be friends with disappointed us, now we're friends with, and listen, and that's why some friendships couldn't last. Because as soon as we stopped being disappointed, we realized we did not need to be in that toxic friendship anyhow. Yeah, yeah, we realized that. So, so how do we handle our disappointment? I'm gonna put it to you this way. I, I, I got an example I want to put to you about how to handle our disappointments, okay? And how we how do we manage them better? How do we manage the things that seem to get under our skin with the least amount of effort so that we are not walking around ready to snap? So here's the example. I have a grandson. I, I have a grandson. His name is Amir, right? My grandson's name is Amir. Now 
Amir and my wife have this thing they like to do uh, where they love and or where they enjoy building blocks, uh, getting some blocks and building a tower. They love getting blocks with a tower. It's so much. He likes to go get the blocks, bring them to her, pour them out on the floor, and she will sit there. She'll build a tower using all the blocks, and he'll take them, and he'll tear them down. Now, really, really, he enjoys watching my wife uh, making the towers so he can take it and tear it apart. So she would build a high tower, and he would get the tower and take it apart on purpose, piece by piece, right there in front of her, or sometimes he would take the tower and carry it to a different side of the room and begin to deconstruct it piece by piece in front of her. Sometimes it seems like the moment you get started trying to do something, that's the very moment something else comes up to frustrate and disappoint your efforts. But this is what I do. When I build a tower with him, when I build a tower, I'm going to show you how you can manage these things. I'm going to show you how to manage it. This is how you do it. When I build a tower with him and he wants to get it and take it apart, I won't let him. I, I won't let him. I pick up the tower. I pick up my own tower and I move it to a different side where all he can do is see it, but he can't get to it. All I'm saying is this, you've got to protect your blocks. Yes, sometimes you got to protect your blocks. After all the trouble you've already been through, you've got to protect your blocks. You've already gone through enough trouble to get the job you do have. Protect your blocks. Don't let nothing upset you enough when you let your blocks get taken away. You've already had enough days of frustration. Protect your blocks. You've already seen, listen, you've already seen enough up and down. So you've got to protect your blocks. You've had, listen, you've already had enough of this and that. So sometimes you've got to protect your blocks. Don't let nothing take your joy. Don't let nothing rob you of your peace. Don't let you nothing rob you of opportunities to do better. You've got to protect your blocks. And listen, and I'm reminded of all the police shows that I've watched over the years and police and movies that I've watched over the years that I've watched time after time. And anytime there is someone inside the building and the police want them to come outside, want to come outside, one of the first things they say is, drop your weapon and come out with your hands up. Listen, the only way we can change our perspective about confrontation and the only way we can change and manage our disappointments better is we're going to have to get rid of every negative thing that tries to prevent us from going forward, we got to empty our hands of our frustration, empty our hands of our negative thinking, empty our hands and change our perspective. We got to everything that prevented us from going forward. In other words, the only way we're going to make it out of this is with our hands up. Yeah, 
We're going to have to surrender some things. We're going to give up some things. We're going to have to give up our attitude, surrender every negative cultural biased idea. If we want to come out, we have to come out with our hands up. There's no way around it. There's no other way to survive it. The only way we're going to survive the emotions of our situation, we're going to have to come out with our hands up. The only way we're going to be able to handle the racial tension is we're going to have to give up some stuff and come out with our hands up. The only way we'll be able to move beyond our past, beyond our pain, beyond our hurt, we're going to have to drop it and come out with our hands up. You can't keep it and come out too. We've tried and it didn't work. We tried to kill it in our pocket, but it didn't work. If we want to come out, if we want better, the only way we're going to be able to do it is we're going to have to come out with our hands up. There's no other way. There's no way around it. We've tried it. We tried keeping it in our back pocket. And every time we got in the way, and every time it got in the way. But this time, we're surrendering everything that held us up. Everything that would not let us go free. Because if we're coming out, we're coming out with our hands up. Is there any people that's listening that just made their minds up? You're just tuning in and you said, I'm coming out with my hands up. I'm not going to bring jealousy with me. I'm not going to bring bitterness with me. If it happened, it's happened. I'm moving on. I'm coming out. And I'm coming out with my hands up. And that's the only way we're going to make it. As always, it's been a real blast. Don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's Thomas and the Good with Catholic And don't forget to tune in right here each Thursday at our time, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, to listen to the show. And you can stream your favorite episode on your favorite streaming platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, and so many others. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, and partying, if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. I got to go. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.